Now today we're continuing the multiply series. And you know, the premise is our God is a God who multiplies. How many of you agree with that? You know, God, um, he created every creature to multiply. I know you don't like bugs, but they multiply, right? He created vegetation to multiply. I know you don't like weeds, but how many of you know they multiply? He created mankind to multiply. He created man and woman, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. He even created his followers to multiply. Believers, Christians have the ability to multiply. Everything God created, he created to multiply, right? And by multiply, we mean to grow or to increase or to reproduce in number. And so everything God touches, he divinely empowers to grow. When, you know, you can have a wilted plant and if God touches it, it's going to grow, right? Remember the fig tree? He cursed it and it died, but he could have did just the opposite. He could have taken a wilted fig tree and say, live, and it would have lived. Are y'all with me out there? And so everything God touches is divinely empowered to grow or increase or reproduce in number. And so the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross was really to release the spiritual blessing of multiplication. In John 10.10, it's a verse that most of us are familiar with. It says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Now think about that with me for a moment. He says, Jesus said, I came, I died on the cross so that we might have more than just a normal, nominal life. I died so you could have not just life, but abundant life. Jesus came so we could have an an overflowing life, a multiplication of life. Amen. In other words, Jesus said, I came to release the blessing of multiplication, not just a blessing, but the blessings of multiplication. How many of you believe that this morning? So Jesus came so we can live under God's blessing of multiplication. Now, what does the living under the blessing of multiplication really mean? I believe, I believe it simply means to begin experiencing a greater level of God's favor and blessing on your life than ever before. I know that we all have a measure of blessing on our life, but I believe that God wants to increase that level of blessing on our life. Do you believe that? You know, I grew up going to church and believing in God and, and uh, you know, experiencing a limited amount of God's blessing. I mean, whenever I prayed, I felt God's presence to some extent. I believed he heard me. I believed things changed as I prayed. But then one day I walked through the door of salvation and all of a sudden God's level of blessing in my life completely changed. When I surrendered my heart and my life to God, I mean, I began experiencing blessing after blessing. And now for 30 years, I've been experiencing blessing after blessing. Come on. Can y'all relate to that? Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord today? I mean, that's true, isn't it? So listen, first or second Corinthians 517 says, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And that's what happened to me. And that's what's happened. That's what's happened to many of you that are here today. Once you walk through that doorway of salvation, man, the blessings of God just began to multiply in your life. You came under the blessing of multiplication, the increased blessing of God on your life. Come on. How many of you want to live under that blessing of multiplication? Amen. 
Now, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Now, I believe what the Apostle Paul is saying here is this. There is no limitation to the blessing of the Lord. There's no limitation to how much God can bless our life. Many of us have experienced we would take days to talk about the blessings of God, how we've been healed, how we've been delivered, how God has been faithful, how God has helped us, and He's given us grace to get through terrible times. We could list blessing after blessing. There's no doubt that in this room, it's countless testimonies of how God has blessed each and every one of us over and over again. But saints, I'm here to tell you that God... God is not done with how he wants to bless our life. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has entered the, the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. I believe what the apostle Paul was telling us, God has a greater level of blessing than we've experienced so far. Do you believe that? Or are you satisfied? Do you believe that? Or do you feel like you have reached the, the epiphany, the apex of what God has for you. How many of you believe that there's, you, you believe that there's just another level for you? Come on, there's just another, I, come on, how many of you feel that in your spirit? There, there's just another level for me. I know there's more. There is more. I don't want you to miss this important point. I be, I believe that regardless of how, how blessed you have been today, I believe God has more for you. And I don't know how I can, how I can just make this point with, with exclamation. And with passion and with believability. But I'm here to tell you that we need to expect and believe God that He has more for us than we've ever experienced in life. Amen? And some of us might say, Well, I'm a little young for that. And that was, that's exactly what the enemy would want you to believe. Some of us might believe, Well, I'm a little old for that. And that's exactly what God would want you, what the enemy would want you to believe. Some of you might believe that, Well, I've been through too much to believe for that. And I want to hear, I'm here to tell you that that's a lie from hell. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. God has more in store for you. Amen. Now, I believe there's a story in John chapter six that reveals some secrets to continually living under the blessing of the Lord. Because the question is, how do you do that? Yeah, but how? How do you live under the blessing of the Lord? There's, there's a story. You know, two weeks ago, we talked about the parable of the sower that went out and sowed seeds. This morning, let's look at the story that, that John chapter 6 records of this miracle that Jesus performed. In John 6 and verse 5, it says, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. And turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was, tell, he was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. And Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, son of Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy with, uh, here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks to God and distributed to the people. And afterwards, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely... 
He is the prophet we've been expecting. Now, this is a great story of what I call the miracle of the blessing of multiplication. How many believe that's a miracle of multiplication right there? Jesus took five loaves of bread and two little fish. He blessed it. And after blessing it, he fed, the Bible says, there were 5,000 men. So many scholars believe that you could say there was at least 10,000 people there because if 5,000 men was there and you had some wives and some children, there was probably at least 10,000 people. Now, in the natural mind, how can five loaves of bread and two fish feed 10,000 people? In the natural, it can't happen. But under the miracle of multiplication, it can happen. Amen? See, the Lord took something very small and he made it very big. He took something very common and he made it very uncommon. He took something natural like bread and fish, blessed it, and it became supernatural. Jesus miraculously changes the potential of things. How many of you believe that? When Jesus touches something, it is miraculously changed. When Jesus touches something, it, the curse is broken off of it. And instead of deteriorating, it gets better, not worse. Amen. That's why the Bible says your youth can be renewed. Even though the fall of man and the, and the human and the sinful nature on the earth, everything is dying. But when God touches your life, your youth can be renewed. Amen. He can turn it around. That's the power of the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Come on. How many of you want that right now? Come on, that's better than Mary Kay, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's better than protein drinks, amen. The blessing of the Lord. That's the power of it. And from this story, I want to just point out a couple of secrets to living under the blessing of, the, of multiplication from this story. Secret number one is everybody are, are really, excuse me, every day, we need to work on raising our level of expectancy. Every day. You know, it's easy to just get satisfied, especially if you were raised here in church. If you've been raised in church, you've been born, you're born on the pew. You know, you know what I'm saying? Some of us were born on the pew. I mean, our, our mom just missed one Sunday to have us and the next Sunday. There we were. Come on, Johnny. Come on. And out the door we went, we started crying. Amen. And so we've seen more church than the average John, right? But sometimes you could be in church so long, just long enough, where you quit raising your level of expectancy. But I believe if we're going to receive and stay under the blessing of multiplication, we got to keep working on our expectancy level. Here's the principle. We normally receive from the Lord exactly what we expect from the Lord. God normally meets us at our level of expectancy. Let me ask you a question. What are you expecting from the Lord? What are you believing God for? What are you trusting God for? I believe each and every one of us should have something that we're expecting and we're believing God for. Amen? You know, Philip is a great example of what not to do if you want to live under the Lord's increased blessing of multiplication in your life. In in John chapter 6 and verse 5, Jesus saw a large, a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. And turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all the people? Then here's Philip's response. Or verse 6, he said, it said, he was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. In other words, he knew where, where Philip was at. He was trying to reveal to Philip where Philip was at. And I believe Jesus was just simply 
just um, testing Philip's level of expectancy. And he says, hey, where can we, what store, what super Walmart is around here that we can buy enough evangelist-made bread to feed all these people? And so verse 7, Philip replied, even if we work for months, we couldn't have enough money to feed them. There's a great man of faith right there. There's a great, oh, we, it, it would take a lot of dough to feed all these people. So you could see that Philip wasn't at that place of expectancy to believe that God could perform a miracle right there. Amen. In other words, Philip was saying, I don't expect we will ever be able to feed this huge crowd of people. So Philip didn't expect to feed all these people. So consequently, Philip wasn't able to be a part of this miracle that took place. Are you following me yet? Philip missed out on personally experiencing the blessing of a miracle right before him because his expectancy wasn't very high. Now remember, we usually receive exactly what we expect from the Lord. So the question then is, what are we expecting from the Lord? I want to encourage you. Do you believe that God can do a miracle in your life? Do you believe that God can perform miracles in your life? Do you believe that God can take a little bit and make it a lot in your life? Come on, I sometimes I am quicker to believe for you to receive a miracle than I am for me to receive a miracle. I know I'm the only person like that, but just in case you might run into somebody like that. Well, isn't it true? It's like, hey, do you believe God can do all things? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, why are you staying up at night worrying about your future? Because you're not believing God for a miracle in your own life. So what are we expecting? Are you expecting good things or bad things to happen in your life? Are you expecting success or failure in your life? Are you expecting things to get better or worse? I want to encourage you to begin stretching your faith and believing God for raise your level of expectation and believe for God to take like he did that little piece of bread and make it something big. Amen. Come on. He can take your life and make it big, bigger than it is. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know, but God knows exactly where you are and exactly what you need. And he can meet you right where you are. Amen. Listen, I think sometimes we come to church on Sunday and then we spend 20 hours in the front of the TV watching CNN and listening about how bad the world is. And our level of expectancy falls through the roof or falls through the floor, not the roof. Falls through the roof. (laughs) I'm checking you. See if you're following with me. All right. Now, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. You know, faith is having the assurance of things hoped for. You know what hope is? It's having a confident expectancy in God's ability to come through. Come on, how many of you feel hopeful today? It's having the confident expectancy in God's ability to come through. Are we living with hope today? Are we living with hopelessness today? If we walk in faith and we just relying on God, then we're going to be expecting God to come through for us. Amen. 
So we need to start living our lives with hopeful, confident expectation that good things are happening in our life. You know, I heard this story one day that says, you know, uh, you know, I used to go to the store and uh, like go to Walmart and go straight to the back of the parking lot and park way in the back because I knew there wouldn't be any spaces open in the front. I was expecting every space to be open. I mean, uh, to be filled up in the front. And so I just go straight to the back. And then I started thinking, well, maybe I should start believing that God is going to park the cars for me and give me a parking place right in the front. And by the way, not in a handicap parking place. Amen. Just a little something to throw in there. But you know what? Are we believing for every parking place to be filled up in our life? Like, are we expecting like just the, the, the humdrum life, the just status quo life? Or are we really expecting God to do great things in our life? Come on, do, would you agree with me that God has more for us? Amen? Listen, Job twenty two twenty eight says, You shall also de- decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon you. Declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. You know, living your life with expectation means you are expecting the favor of God to rest on your life. You are expecting doors of opportunity to open up for you. Amen. That you didn't have to go knock down with your own, you know, physical strength. You're expecting to excel on your job, your business, your career. Living with expectancy means you begin to believe that you're going to rise above your circumstances right now. Living with expectation means you're expecting to receive God's supernatural grace over your life. Amen. So we need to begin to encourage. We need to be in, begin encouraging ourselves by declaring things in our life. You know, sometimes you got to minister to yourself, saints. You got to talk to yourself. Amen. Come on. How many of you do that anyway? Yeah. Come on. Your spouse is raising her hand for you. But you know, listen, declare, declare the word of God. I want to encourage you to start ministering yourself by declaring and decreeing the blessings of God over your life, over your children's life, over your spouse's life, over your business, over everything that you, that's under your care. Begin to declare and believe God's blessing is flowing in your life. You know, declare things like the blessings of verses like Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. I can do how many things? Everything. I can do all things. I can do it. I can do it. Listen, sometimes we just need to tell ourselves, you can do it, Todd. You can do it. You can make it. Listen, sometimes you just got to say, hey, Kenny, you can do it. You can make it. Hey, Tina, I can do it. You got to talk to yourself and you got to declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, if God God says, I can do all things. What is there that I cannot do? If God touches my life, there's nothing. There's nothing out of the realm of possibility when God's touch is on your life. Amen. Come on, declare verses like, like Philippians 419. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. 
My God shall supply. Listen, sometimes you're in circumstances, you're in situations, and they are shouting at you that you're going to sink, that you're going to drown, that it's going to be the end. And sometimes you need to get the word of God and you need to counteract those thoughts and those those voices that are speaking in your mind. And you got to say, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Come on, are you following me today? Deuteronomy 28 and 8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Come on, that's a good promise right there. Amen. Come on, declare it. I can do all things. My God's going to supply all that I need. Listen, the Lord will bless every part of my life. I'm getting encouraged just talking to you today by just applying the very thing I'm telling you. And you quote the scripture and something happens to you. I know you probably can't tell from where you're sitting, but I just got about a half inch taller since I started preaching here. Amen. I don't know. You probably can't tell from where you are, but I'm looking a little younger than I was whenever I started today because the word of God is taking effect in my life. And I believe that you're growing in your spirit, that you're growing in your life, that you're getting more favored and you're getting more blessed because your level of expectancy is rising today in Jesus name. Amen. Come on. You, you believe this today. I want to encourage you every day, start raising every day, start raising your level of expectancy every day. Believe what does God have for me today? What blessing does God have for me today? Every day that you get up and you open your eyes, Just open your eyes and say, there's going to be a blessing for me. God is going to do something in my life today. Amen. Say, man, Todd, how can you say that whenever you, man, if you knew what was going on in my life, listen, we walk by faith and not by sight. Listen, we don't look at our circumstances. We don't look at the sky falling. We look at God being able to put his hand over us and keep the sky from falling in on us. Amen. Everybody else might get the rocks of the sky falling, but bless God, he's going to protect us. Y'all believe this? Amen. Yes, he will. Secret number two to living under the increased blessing of the Lord is learn to surrender anything and everything to the Lord. Here's the second principle. What you surrender to the Lord is usually what the Lord blesses. What you surrender to the Lord is what the Lord blesses. So the more of your life you surrender to the Lord, the more your life will be blessed. Amen? Remember what the ingredients of the miracle in the multitude was? It was the lunch of the little boy. Remember? It was those two fish and those five loaves. It wasn't much, but you know what it was? It was everything the little boy had. He surrendered it all. Say, well, man, you know, the, the Andrew said, they got this little boy over here. And, and, you know, I'm sure you can't do nothing with that. But he's got two fish and five loaves. And Jesus said, let me have it. He surrendered what he had to the Lord. You know, sometimes we wait. Well, Lord, if you give me a store full of bread, and if you give me a market full of fish, I'm going to give that to you thinking that God needs something special to do something with. No, all he needs is two fish and all he needs is five loaves. Amen? Listen, John 6, 8. Then Andrew, summoned Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that? 
with this huge crowd. In verse 11, that Jesus took the loaves and he gave thanks to God and he distributed to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. See, listen, once the young boy surrendered his fish and his loaves, once he surrendered his lunch to the Lord, the Lord blessed it and multiplied it. Now listen, whenever I read that, I think, listen, if I will surrender what I think is a little bit to the Lord, the Lord can bless that little bit and he can make that little bit a lot because he has the ability to multiply. Amen? And so if I surrender my life to him, God can take my life and bless it and take it further than it would ever go if it was just my life without his touch on it. Come on, the Lord can do more in your life, in your circumstance, if his touch is on it than you would ever suspect or expect without God's hand on it. Amen? God wants to bless us. God blesses what is surrendered to him. So listen. If you want your marriage to be blessed, surrender your marriage to the Lord. If you want your finances to be blessed, surrender your finances to the Lord. If you want your relationships to be blessed, surrender your relationships. And listen, if you want your entire life to be blessed, surrender your entire life to the Lord. The more we surrender to the Lord, the more of the Lord's blessing will be on our life. Are you getting this? You know what surrender means? It means to relinquish control. It means to give up control of your life. And sometimes the very thing that's keeping us from getting blessed is not relinquishing it to the Lord. We're frustrated. We're saying, man, why can't my marriage work? And the problem is we haven't relinquished it to the Lord. And God is just waiting for us to give it to him. Come on, how many believe it would be better that the Lord work on it than we work on it? Amen. Surrender means letting go of the steering wheel and letting God get a hold of the steering wheel. Surrendering to the Lord means you change places with the Lord. You take the, you take the passenger seat and you let him get in the driver's seat. Amen. You know, the problem is we're driving and we say, Hey, Lord, would you help me? And the Lord grabs the steering wheel and say, Okay, let's go this way. And we say, No, I'm going this way. That's not the right way to go. And the Lord's like, Hey, you want me to help you? Get your paws off the steering wheel and let me drive. I know where I'm going. Come on, how many of you believe? He knows where he's gone. But come on, you've got to surrender to the Lord, right? There's no doubt we can live under the increased blessing of the Lord. In Matthew 10, 39, Jesus said, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. The Lord wants to increase his blessing on our life. The question is, Are we willing to surrender everything to the Lord? How many of you believe it's it's a good idea that we do? There's a man here in the church that nine years ago came face to face with the decision. Am I going to surrender to the Lord or not? And um, he decided to do that. And we got a little short testimony of what happened to him. And so I want you to see this this little short video 
of, of a man sitting in here this morning. I mean, you're a musician. Everybody knows you. you do, you're successful in, right, in the right. world's eyes. But what was going on inside of you? You know, uh, hunger, thirst, wanting some, wanting Christ, wanting love from God. And you know, one day, I'm, not, I'm never going to forget this. On April 15, 2006, I'm sitting in church, and you just preaching away. And I'm sitting up here, and you're going, you know, if you feel the Holy Spirit now, if you feel it, you kept just preaching it, and I just kept closing my eyes and praying, Lord, come in. Let the Spirit, let the Spirit. And it moved me. Oh, wow. It moved me. Wow. And I look at my wife, and I'm never going to forget this. I said, honey, something telling me I need to get down there. Wow. I need to get down there. I'm telling you, something is going on with my body. I need to get down there. Oh, wow. She looked at me and she says, honey, it's the Holy Spirit working in you. You need to get down there. Wow. And I walked down to the altar. Mm. And that day, right then, wow. on April 15th, Wow. 2006, that's when I gave my life to Christ. And I felt in my heart and soul I needed to be cleansed. I needed to be clean. I needed to be started all over. And the sign came up again here at Family Life, water baptism. And I said, you know what? It's that time. It's that time for me to go get cleansed. It's time for me to start over a new, a new life, a new beginning with God. I said, wow, I, I felt so different. I told my wife, I said, this is a, I never felt like this before, honey. She said, that's God in you, baby. That's just God speaking to you. You know, I got in the van, told my band the following week, and I said, man, I've been touched by the Holy Spirit. They look at me and go, huh? What, what are you, man, are you? I said, no, man, I've been touched by the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, man, God is in my world. And I know what, and I've, I, I never felt nothing like this before. I felt his presence, fellas. Well, as a musician, you can be one of my voices, one of my voices yeah. to go out there to make a difference, to make a change in somebody's life. Speak about it while you're out there. Yeah. Let them know that I'm here for you. Amen. I said, you know what, what What? God made in my life? He made an impact in my life. I said, everything that y'all see that I'm being successful on is not what I did. It's what he did for me. Yeah. I encourage everybody that's going through these trials and tribulations, put it in God's hand. Trust in God. Trust in it. And I'm sure you're going to be victorious. Amen. Amen. Isn't that powerful? He surrendered to the Lord and salvation. And then not long after, God began dealing with him about getting water baptized. It was another level of surrender. And after he surrendered to baptism, and he made it publicly, he made it pub, he made his profession of faith public. God blessed him with more. And God's continually calling him to surrender more. And how many of you know God is continually calling you and I to surrender more? And the more we surrender to him, the more we'll feel his presence in our life the more we'll see his hand of blessing working in our life. Amen? And finally, the third secret of living under the, the blessing, the increased blessing of the Lord is this, trusting the Lord to bless whatever you surrender to him. You know, listen, here's the bottom line. You can't live under the increased blessing of multiplication on your life unless you're willing to trust God with your life. You know, it's one thing to say, I trust God, but it's like, hey, listen, are you willing to get in the wheelbarrow and cross over? You, you remember that story? 
You know, the guy, the tight line guy. And he said, how many of y'all believe I can get across this canyon on this wire, hole in this wheelbarrow? Everybody, yeah, yeah. He said, how many of you believe I can? Yeah, yeah. How many of you willing to get in the wheelbarrow with me? No takers. You know, God is saying, are you willing to get in the wheelbarrow with me? Are you willing to put your life in my hands? That's what he's asking. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths or He will make your path straight. You know, one of the saddest things is that many people are being robbed. They're being robbed of the Lord's blessings. Why? Because they're afraid to trust God. They're fearful of trusting God. It sounds ridiculous, but every one of us wrestle with that. We wrestle with trusting God. Listen, we're afraid that the Lord is not going to come through. That's what keeps us up at night. That's what causes us to eat all our fingernails. Because we don't trust God. That's what makes us live tormented. Because we don't trust God. But I want you to remember this. Faith or trusting God is the key that unlocks the blessings of God. It's kind of like God's blessings are all, all locked up in this chest and faith is the key that unlocks the chest. Amen. It's trusting God that unlocks the chest. Matthew 9 and 29. Bible says Jesus touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, these were blind men, because of your faith, it will happen. In other words, he was saying, it's faith that opens blind eyes. It's faith that heals the sick. It's faith that opens miraculous doors. It's faith that gets us through the storms of life. It's faith. It's trusting God that changes people's lives. Amen. How many of you can agree to get, to agree to that? And you can confirm that when you gave your life to Christ, trusted God with your life, your life was changed. Amen. You know what? Faith unlocks the doors, but you know what? Fear robs us of the blessings of God. Fear of trusting God robs us of the blessings that God has for you. Do you trust the Lord or do you fear the Lord? Do you trust God will come through for you? Or do you fear that he's going to drop you, that he's going to let you down? Come on, how many of you believe that regardless of what we feel, we need to trust God, amen? We need to trust God. Listen, you know, I can remember when I was working in the oil field and God began to deal with me about, you know, quitting the oil field and going into the ministry. Man, it was tough. I was wrestling with that decision. Hadn't been to seminary, hadn't been to Bible college. Who's going to want to listen to me? I mean, man, that, how do you, you know, how do you do this? And, you know, I just, uh, there's nothing in me that had the confidence to believe that I could do this. But all that I knew was the Lord was dealing with me. Man, I'm so glad that I didn't let fear rob me of the blessing of changing careers. Amen. I'm so glad I've had the privilege of being a part of seeing so many lives changed. I can remember when the Lord began dealing with me about courting Tanya and marrying Tanya. Hey, listen, anytime you give your life to in a relationship in marriage, that's a big deal, right? 
And so listen, it was a fearful thing, but I am so glad that I didn't let fear rob me and I I made the decision. And I'm so glad Tanya didn't let the fear rob her and she took the plunge. Amen. I'm a blessed man. Amen. I remember that time I was sitting in church and I was hearing the gospel preached. And I realized that the message of the gospel was bringing me to a place of decision. Will you surrender or not? Will you yield or not? Will you, will you give up your life for Christ or not? And I was fearful. I thought to become a Christian meant you lost your life. You quit having fun. Because in my mind, the only thing that was fun didn't seem like it went with Christianity. And I thought if I decide to follow Christ, my life is done. I'll never have fun again in my life. I was fearful of surrendering my life. But because of the nudge and the pull of the Holy Spirit, simply the grace of God, I decided to do it. And I couldn't believe I did it after I did it. And I walked up there to surrender my life to Christ. And then I'm thinking, what in the world did I do? But I am so grateful that God gave me the grace to overcome the fear of surrendering my life to Christ. Now for 30 years, I've been enjoying blessing after blessing after blessing in my life. Come on. Can you all relate to that this morning? Come on. Would you stand with me? Let's close in prayer this morning. Let me ask you, do you trust the Lord this morning? I believe the Lord is challenging some people in this room today. He's challenging some folks today to surrender some circumstances, some situations to the Lord. Come on, maybe you've been wrestling with something. You've been going through a difficult time. And maybe you've been wrestling. You've been, you've been under the weight and you've been under the situation that you're under. And your level of expectancy has dropped off. And in right now where you sit, you, you just are having trouble being hopeful. But, but the Lord is wanting to say, are you going to trust me? He's wanting to stir your heart today and saying, are you going to rely on me? He's wanting to, he's wanting you to, to just, to, to re-up today. He's wanting you to raise your expectancy and say, no, my God will supply all of my needs. Come on. He's wanting you to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. He's wanting you to say, I will receive the blessing of the Lord in my life in while I live on this earth. Come on. I believe the Lord is challenging people to begin to, to once more expect more from him. Come on. How many of you believe that he's going to touch your life today? Come on, would you just close your eyes right there where you are? Just close your eyes and come on. Come on, God is calling and he's challenging some of us to surrender in a greater way than we've ever surrendered to him. He's wanting us to up our ante. He's wanting us to up our, our, our level of surrender today. What is the Lord wanting you to trust him with? Make a decision today. Say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. Come on. Come on, make a decision. Move from fear to faith today. Come on, move out of that place of fear. Move out of that place of doubt and move into that place of faith and say, Lord, I trust you. Come on, say that out loud. Come on, minister yourself and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you're going to get me through this. Lord, I believe you're going to change my circumstances. Come on, some of you need to minister to yourself right now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, begin to declare that. Listen, some of you have been in the pit. Come on, it's time to get out of the pit. It's time to get out of the rut. Come on, this is the day right now. It's time to climb out with your faith. Grab a hold of the horns of the promises of God and say, Lord, I'm not staying here any longer. I'm coming out.
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now listen, some of, I believe the Lord is challenging some folks in here to surrender their life to Christ. Like Chubby did nine years ago. You're ready to cross the line. The Holy Spirit might be working on you today, right in this room. And he's saying, it's time to, it's time to sell out. Jesus said, listen, if you hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will find it. Come on, the Lord has good news for you today. He's got an abundant life. He's got a life filled with blessings. If you hear today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I've never surrendered. I've never given my life to Christ. I've been in church, but I've never, never surrendered. And today I want to surrender. It's like I heard that testimony, that story. I want to surrender my life. If that's you, would you just lift your hand real high so I can see it? And I want to pray for you. Right here, ma'am, I see your hand. Anybody else? Raise it high, right over here. Right here, guys, I see your hands. Anybody else? Come on, this is the moment of decision. Come on, God is bringing us to a place of decision. Listen, those of you that raised your hand, if you're serious about walking with God, I want you to slip right out of the pew and come to the altar right now. Come on, do like Chubby did and just step out of the pew and give your heart, give your life to Christ today. And Christ is going to meet you right where you are. Amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, my brother. God bless you. This is your day. The Lord brought you here for such a time as this. Come on, anybody else? Just come. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. This is your day. This is your hour. This is the time that you come under the blessing of the Lord, the favor of God. Congratulations, sir. Amen. God bless you. Now, listen, I want to pray with you. Now, the only thing I can't do for you is mean it. The only thing I can't do is be sincere about it. That's your part. But if you sincerely give your life to Christ, he will sincerely change your life. Amen. So just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I've sinned against you. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my rebellious ways. I'm sorry for allowing fear to keep me from you. But today, I want to change my fear. I want to exchange it for faith. Today, I'm making a decision to trust in you. Lord Jesus, I need a cleansing. I need a washing. Would you wash my heart? Would you cleanse my life? Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to live for you. I need your strength and I need your grace. Thank you, Lord, for touching my life and changing me today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Brothers, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family. Hey, listen, guys, if you would stay here just a moment, I want to get your names. We're going to pray for you. If you need a Bible, we have one for you. We got a little bit of information to help you start. Chubby, would you do me a favor and come greet these guys as we dismiss? Amen. Isn't that great? Come on. How many of you expecting more? Come on, you expecting more? You believing more? Father, I pray, Lord, raise our level of expectation. God, help us to surrender all to you. 
And God, we trust that God, what we surrender to you, you will bless and you will miraculously change, God. We believe that with all our heart today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being here.